Yo, pedia, and welcome to episode 2 of my YouTube vlog slash podcast. And I'm happy to be here. I mean, after the first episode got released yesterday, thank you all for the great response, whether it was personal messages, comments, sharing the video. Uh, got a great response. I think we on over 500 views in 24 hours. That's great for a first episode, in my opinion, you know. So thank you guys and hope you enjoyed it. Uh, episode two. So, before I start, I mean, I asked for a lot of suggestions about personally what you guys uh, wanted to discuss, what to talk about, and I got a lot of great suggestions. Everything ranging from Greece, travel tips, uh, my favorite preferences in places I've been, you know, Greek islands, uh, things to do with music, my favorite genres, discussing different artists, uh, future projects and collaborations by myself, and what I'm thinking about with music. And even things along the lines of, you know, hopefully when things get better and I get back to normal, you know, uh, having co-hosts sitting here in the passenger seat and uh, doing some kind of game show type stuff. So I think, you know, as long as I keep going with this and you guys enjoy the future of this vlog, I hear some potential, you know. So it's good. Um, today I want to talk about, you know, for the second episode, something that has affected me this year. Something that I've gone through, something that everyone around me has gone through, and you know, something that I feel not not it's my job to share. I I feel like it's it's the right thing to do. I mean, I I got blessed with a crazy experience, and I want to share that to all of y'all. So basically, look, I'm not gonna talk about COVID and the politics of it and and what everyone believes in stuff because honestly I don't have the energy for that but what I'm going to talk about is what happened to me my experience, what I saw so please regardless of your beliefs regardless of what side you're on, whatever just put that aside for a second and come on me as I tell you this journey of what happened basically so as okay Back, as you guys know, I mean, some of you may know, um, I had COVID. I contracted it. My whole family contracted it, and I was the last out of eight members to get it. Um, I was in the hospital for three months, and I was something called intubated, which I'll get into. And basically, I was on a form of life support, and my case was very serious. And what I'm going to be discussing now is something called near-death experiences. So... For those of you who don't know what that is exactly, because I mean, I'd heard of it, but I wasn't too familiar. For me, it's basically, you know, someone or uh, a moment in someone's life when their body is at the brink of death, you know, where their body goes through such shock and trauma where basically you're on the edge, you know. So that happened to me. I went through something crazy. Okay, I hope you guys feel this when I'm telling you because for sure it's something personal to me and something that I want to share. So, I went in the hospital on April 11th, 2021 this year and basically I had contracted COVID. I didn't have too many symptoms but, you know, it was pretty bad and I went into the hospital and my oxygen level was at 50. Now, the healthy person is supposed to be 95 and plus their oxygen level. So, it was pretty bad, you know? Uh, you know, thank God I got there just on time. 
And basically, you know, I was in there. They were treating me. And things weren't looking too good. Things were looking too good. And things weren't getting too much better, basically, for the first, I don't know, week. Side note before I continue. After the first day in the hospital, um, they started giving me medication and stuff. I ended up losing my memory from April 11th, 12th, say, till about June 2nd when it comes back. So all of this that I'm about to explain going forward, I pretty much did not remember what was happening in real life. But I'm going to tell you guys about what I saw. So, like I said, things were going too well for the first bit, first week, 10 days, etc. And uh, anyways, the decision was made to put me on a ventilator. So I went on a ventilator and... You know, for those of you who don't know, the ventilator basically supports your lungs and helps, you know, do the function of your lungs and helps the breathing and while your body's kind of recuperating and stuff. Anyways, I was put on the ventilator and things continued not going too well. Continued not going too well. And thank God, you know, so I had a blessing that someone who knew my family, a doctor, who was not even there at my hospital, was able to convince my doctors uh, to put me on something called ECMO. ECMO is something called the last air. It is essentially the last resort of life support. It's the most extreme form of life support. And the chances of survival are about 50 50. Um, I was on a ventilator for 12 days before going on to ECMO. And if you're over seven days, usually, that is not recommended. Because it apparently lowers your chance of survival. But, you know, thank God. I'm still here. And I can share this experience with you guys. So, like I said, for 10 days, not going too well. Then, for about 12 days on the ventilator, still not going too well. So, I get transferred to hospitals. To a hospital that has this ECMO life support. What ECMO is, is it basically does the shuts down a lot of your organs. And... Through machinery and technology, uh, does the function of your lungs and it pushes the blood through your body, oxygen, and you know, all the stuff that saves a person essentially, you know. And uh, so, fast forward a little bit, okay? I wake up one day in the hospital and I realize, you know, I'm in a different room. And now I'm back at the original hospital, ECMO's done. I'm still on a ventilator, but I don't know what's going on here, right? I didn't even know I was on a ventilator. I wake up, and I have no voice. I'm like, what's happened? And it's June 2nd. And I asked the nurse, and I'm mouthing it. Thank God she could read my lips. And she goes, what date is it? It's June 2nd. Just guess what? I'm like, what? How? You know? It's June 2nd. Anyways. Um, they start explaining, you know, wow, it's a miracle. You know, you're still here, and... Nurses are coming into my room and looking at me and they're like, oh, you know, you're here. You made it. What a miracle. You know, on the verge of tears, some nurses even cried. And I just there got on my leg. Yeah, you know, yeah, what happened, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe it was June 2nd. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you know, you've been asleep basically for two months. And I'm in shock, you know? Worst part is I don't have a voice to express how I'm feeling. I don't, you know, because of the ventilator, they do something in your throat, which you can still see the scars on my throat right now. You know, they put tubes and stuff for airways. and So I'm only left with my thoughts, right? 
And I only remember two things, you know. I know the nurses would ask, you know, are you, are you having nightmares? Do you remember anything? It's like, I don't remember anything for the two months. No nightmares. But I did have two dreams. And so this is where the story begins and what I kind of want to share with you guys. So, basically, dream number one, which I believe holds a lot of value and potentially, at least in my own opinion, my beliefs holds a lot of answers. So, basically, th these are the only memories I have while in a medically induced coma, you know, on uh, a lot of medication and for two months, basically, not awake and not really conscious. So, begins dream number one. I'm in a bed, in a hospital room, right? But, I notice something. I go, there's someone holding me from behind me. They're sitting right behind me in the hospital bed. And I go, why am I so small? And I realize I'm a baby. I look around, and it looks like a hospital room, but there's clear walls on both sides. And I look outside, and there's clouds. And I'm thinking, like, you know, where am I? You know, what what's happening here? And, you know, I look behind me, and there's a young woman there. And, you know, brunette, she looks familiar, speaks to me, very comforting. And she goes, don't worry, she goes, I'm your mother. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't, she's not my mom. I go, excited to my mom, she's not my mom. But she goes, don't worry, she goes, you know, very calming. And then, you know, some people call this kind of like an out-of-body experience. I get a bird's-eye view of the room, and I see me as a baby in this hospital bed with this woman holding me, you know, caring for me. And then she goes to me. She goes, at the end of the bed, okay? You know how every bed has, like, the, the bedpost at the end, you know, where your legs are? You know, usually a piece of wood or something like that, plastic. For me, there was, imagine, like, bigger than two steering wheels. There's a circle here and a circle here. And they look like long, dark tunnels or slides. And I'm like, why are there two tunnels, you know, at the end of my bed? And the woman holding me goes, I'm going to have to send you down one. And I'm wondering, I'm like, well, which one, you know, and where do they lead? She goes, one of them will lead to a good destination. And one of them, you know, you might not be as happy with it. And I go, well, where am I going? And she goes to me, I'm going to send you down the left tunnel. And she goes, don't worry, you got this, you know. She sends me down the left tunnel, and I remember sliding. And I'm going down this tunnel. And I swear to God, y'all, this is what I remember. And I come out in another hospital and everyone's running around, you know, because this baby's being born and this is important, you know. And I start coming out into this world and all of a sudden there's a panic. He's born too early. This is the wrong time, you know. And I, I get sucked back this tunnel and I go back up. And I'm like, what happened? I was about to be born. And she goes... You didn't stay down. And I remember this woman looks around. And I remember looking outside these clear windows in the room. 
and there's people with just an all white, you know, and they're walking around, but no one's looking inside yet. She goes, no one's seen you. I'm going to send you back down, but you have to stay down because it's not your time to stay. And she goes, so she sends me down the left tunnel. And remember, as I'm going down the left tunnel, there are a few things I remember specifically. On top of the left tunnel is an icon of Ayers Nectarios, or Saint Nectarios in the Greek Orthodox religion. This icon belonged to my papu, who had passed while I was in the hospital and unconscious, only a few rooms away from me. And... I remember on the right side of the bedpost, there was these boxing gloves right here. So I don't know, even during this near-death experience, I had my boxing gloves. So that's why I love them. And, uh, you know, she goes, so she goes. And who is this lady? My belief, she said she was my mother. She was caring for me. And I was in this room in the sky with clouds around. And she was sending me down a long, dark tunnel back to earth I think she was Panagia who is known in English as the Virgin Mary you know so she sends me down she goes it's not your time she goes I'm gonna send you down but you gotta stay down she sends me down the tunnel and I remember just sliding through this tunnel as a baby but I remember seeing an, a map of the world and it's like an old rustic kind of map but it, there's a red dot and it's leading you know it's going around the whole world it's like where is he gonna land and it stops right in Greece. And I kid you not. Like on the brink of this was almost death. You know, I don't know. I didn't know where I was or what was happening. But I landed in Greece. Which, you know, in real life for reality right now. I'm born in Toronto, Canada. But my I've always felt this crazy connection. As you guys can probably tell. To Greece. So anyways, I'm born there. And I remember everyone in this room. You know, I'm born and my mother and father are there. And they're holding me and they're like, he's born. And they're like, the whole world begins to celebrate. And then I get visions of New York Times Square, London, England, Athens, Greece. All these cities around the world and the whole world is celebrating. He's born. Vasilios is born. You know, he made it. He's healthy. I'm thinking, well, what's happened? You know, why is everyone celebrating me? And... I remember they put me down after I was born on this little table where they usually put like the babies, you know, and they go, we have to choose things to dedicate to this baby and the year he's born. You know, they usually have like, you know, depending on what time of year, you know, your star sign or the astronomy stuff. There is, you know, the animal that's representative of each year, you know, the year of the ox and stuff like that. Um, well, they choose for me <laughs> an icon and it's an icon of St. Nectarios. Then they have boxing gloves like these, you know, little with a country's flag on it and it happens to be Greece. And they go, which color scheme do we choose to dedicate to this year? And I see a bunch of different colors. I see white and black. I see green and black. I see red and black. I see white and blue. I see red and blue. And then it lands on this shade, blue and white. And they go, this is the color. And I see, so, Ayos Nectarios, the icon, Saint Nectarios, myself as a baby. And these boxing gloves. And the whole world is celebrating. Vasily made it. This baby is born. And they were calling me. <laughs> this is so random. They were calling me the royal baby. And then I thought that was strange. Because my name Vasily. Vasilios in Greek. 
comes from the word Vasilya, which also means king. So it's like the king baby, King Vasilios. And I was like, you know, I don't know why they're celebrating. You know, I go, but I guess this time I made it down to earth and I stayed down. Then, you know, so that's the end of that first dream. The second dream I'll get to on another episode. But basically, what do I take from this? You know, I get out of the hospital. So I wake up June 2nd and I end up getting out June 28th. And there's a lot of, you know, uncertainty of when I'm going to come home. Truth be told, and I found this out later, a lot of the nurses and doctors thought I was going to be coming home a lot later if I made it home. I mean, they had told some of my family that the soonest they expected me coming home was October. It's September right now, and I've been home for three months, thank God, you know, so almost three months. So, you know, I made it here. But what do I take from this? I start finding out more and more and more of my story because they couldn't tell me all the details while I was in the hospital recovering. And I find out that, you know, there was, I had a heart scare while I was on this ECMO life support and machine and the ventilator. And my heart just about stopped. Um, there was different stories about if it did or if it didn't. But, you know, one nurse said it hadn't completely stopped, but it was on its way to stopping. You know, the my heartbeat was falling. And uh, I found out that I needed to get resuscitated twice. Resuscitation, you know, they had to perform CPR twice for four minutes, they said. And they brought me back and I survived it. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, my sister comes across this video on Instagram, I believe, and there's a lady talking about her COVID-19 near-death experience and how she saw long, dark tunnels. That, you know, triggered my interest. Why don't I start researching some of this now that I'm healthier and a good mindset and stuff? And I find out long, dark tunnels are one of the five big signs of a near-death experience. Seeing someone you know, from your culture or religion is a big sign of a near-death experience. And a lot of times, going, feeling like you're somewhere else, maybe heaven, at least that's where I believe I was, you know, you're there, and they decide whether or not it's your time, which I was literally told, it's not your time. I'm going to send you back down. And, you know, so when I you know, got healthy enough, I started doing all this research, I found out that... I, I'd be resuscitated. I read an article about, I believe it was a paramedic who had been resuscitated in a, a near-death experience where he was electrocuted. And he came down this tunnel and it didn't work the first time. And the second time it worked. And it was because they had performed CPR to bring him back to life. So I believe through this dream, dream is what I'm calling because I was sleeping. But when I was in this medically induced coma state, you know, I believe I left for a little bit this earth, this world. At least my consciousness, my, my soul did. And I went up to where I believe was heaven. You know, the gates of heaven as they call it. And Panagia was there. And she guided me and told me, you know, I got you. Don't worry. But it's not your time and I'm going to send you back down. And for me, honestly, I mean, I believe that religion belief spirituality it's it, it's a beauty and everyone has the right to believe what they want you have the belief to practice the way you want you 
but I believe being connected to yourself, your your beliefs in that way is beautiful. And for me, you know, being a Christian Greek Orthodox, that's the way that I choose to believe. And it's not because I was raised or told to believe that, but because in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, I feel it. I, I've I've witnessed God's miracles before. I I've heard of stories and that have eventually made it to why I'm here today and why I'm the person I am today. But through this past few, these past few months, I witnessed a miracle of my own. I had every doctor, 20 doctors, 20 nurses telling me, you're a miracle that you're still here and everything. And I believe that Panagia, the Virgin Mary, together with St. Nectarios, together with God and Jesus Christ and all the angels and saints that we have, you know, in our world and the next, decided that it wasn't my time and that they sent me back down here to share this story. And I'm not telling nobody what to believe, but I believe I left and I came down. And the cool part is you, you search this up online, people who, their accounts of near-death experiences, almost everyone has a very similar experience of, you know, the light and these long, dark tunnels and seeing someone, whether it be a religious, spiritual person figure or you know a family member an ancestor who's not here with us anymore on earth and basically it's given me a lot of hope in my life it's given me a lot of belief and it kind of answers a lot of questions you know that i think we have as as humans as christians as orthodox about is do you go somewhere and in that little time where my body was fighting and i was on this near-death experience i went somewhere and I'm back here today and I'm talking to you guys. So God bless you all. Thank you for praying for me, all of those who did. All those who didn't know the situation, I hope, you know, this was a story you could at least enjoy. God bless your families. I wish nothing but health, happiness, and blessings to everyone in this world, you know. Regardless of politics, religion, nationalities, and stuff. You know, I hope everyone's well. I hope the world gets out of these situations. But I hope... For those who maybe were searching for an answer, were searching for guidance, I hope this story gives you a little bit more confidence in our beliefs, in your beliefs, in knowing that we got angels watching us, we got God watching us, we got people watching us, wherever you are. So everything in life happens for a reason, and uh, don't worry about it. So, Ad. Tatapumba. We'll talk on the next episode because this one has been pretty long already. I hope you enjoyed my dream. I'll get into my second dream next time. And uh, we'll talk. And now I'm going to drink my coffee because I've been sitting here for like 20 minutes. Mm. Ad, bye.